Welcome back to the Bridgepoint Podcast. Here is episode five. Um, today we have the first of a series of Pastor Noel and Pastor Craig uh, sit down talking about some foundational principles and beliefs um, that they really wanted to have with starting Bridgepoint Church, right? So at the time of this recording, we were really, really brand new, a couple of weeks into the church being launched. And part of that was sitting down and diving deep into what not just what we wanted to the church, what they wanted the church to be rather, but also what they didn't want the church to be as well. So I hope you enjoy this. This is kind of uh, being a fly on the wall with two pastors talking about God and the principles they've learned from God that they want instilled through the church community um, and the families of the people that go to Bridgepoint Church. So, so Craig, it's good to have you today. I mean, Bridgepoint is uh, how old now? Uh, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks, a brand new church. Yeah, it's been a lot. <laughs> There's been a lot that has happened yeah. in a short amount of time. Yeah, just a lot. We had our, we had our second service. Was it our second service or third service? I don't even know which, which I don't know. I don't know how to count anymore. Yeah, it's... It's, it's tough, but yes, I think we've had our second service and um, a lot of people are responding great, which is, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, there's a lot that we want to do and a lot that we feel that God's put on our hearts for, uh, for his people and for the people he's calling to his name. You know, I've just been so touched that uh, people... Uh, have uh, even chosen to come and listen to us. Yeah. Uh, like like the last two Sundays, uh, we've had a good number of people attending online and like, man, people are actually taking us seriously. So it's like, we need to be serious because people are taking us seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, so... So, and um, uh, as, as, as we've been thinking and praying about what, what we want uh, Bridgepoint to look like, uh, you, you know, the, the three words, you remember those three words, Craig? Yes, I yeah. remember. It is uh, grace. Grace, yeah. Honor. Honor. And service. And service, those three words. And I, I, I think they're in that order, grace honor and service yeah so so let's just talk about this these three words and uh they, they are for me i would call them uh the three words uh they describe uh what we'd like to see another word for it is that they're they're really like our values mm-hmm. or or the culture that we want to see uh cultivated at uh, at bridge point yeah uh, uh, so so grace, as I understand it, for me, it's just, man, um, I, look at, I look at my life and where I've come from and even where I am today. I don't deserve anything uh, from the Lord. Uh, I think what I really, what I deserve is his judgment. Uh, and, uh, you know, he has more than forgiven me. Um, I like, uh, he has not, not, not only forgiven me, but he's, he's uh, given me uh, uh, himself as a father, that yeah. I can call him father. Can you imagine that? 
I can call the holy, perfect, the creator of the universe, the big God father that is, is daddy and that is, uh, we have that kind of a relationship. So when I think about grace, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. 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 What, what always comes to mind when I, I think about grace is, is how uh, Jesus reached out to me. Yeah. It was yeah. gracious to reach out to me. Uh, there wasn't me reaching out to him. And yeah. so that, that extension of his love, that's gracious. Yeah. Because, man, I didn't, I didn't even want him when he was reaching out to me. You didn't want him, Craig? No. No, no I mean, I, you know, I was kind of a teenager and uh, that wasn't cool. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. cool. It wasn't cool to even want Jesus, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he still wanted me, and he yeah. still reached out to me. So grace always speaks to me about him wanting and and coming after me. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I mean, and and thinking about like this is a value is it was be like, if we're going to be followers of Jesus, then we should be doing the same thing. Yeah. Like we should be yeah. wanting and loving people yeah. and, and, and loving them uh, into the kingdom, you know? And you know, that, that is impossible to do because for me, loving others is not that easy. God had to love others through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing there is a lot of selfishness inside of me. But the more I, I uh, experience or immerse myself into the, re- the reality of God's grace, the more I find it uh, not just easier, but compelling to, to reach out to others. Yeah. Like, like he did this to me. I, 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 I don't even feel like it's something I owe. Uh, I think because... I don't owe. I think I. Um, I feel like this is just what you do—the right thing to do. Yeah. To, to reach out to others because look at, look at how God loves you. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what I think? I always think of. Um, I think of it as family, right? Yeah. So yeah. in your family, you're taught family values. You, you, you. Sometimes they're not even words. Sometimes it's just the way the family is around you and you absorb that family, right? So, so yeah. God's family is an, ex, uh, is a gracious family. It's a yes. family that extends the arm says, why don't you come inside? Let's talk. Yeah. Let's, let's have a meal together. Let's spend time together. Yeah. Uh, not a forcing, not a forcing love, but a, but a, um, a nurturing love. Yeah, that, that yeah. attracts. And, yeah. Uh, so I think the more time I'm, I've been in the family of God, the more I've come to to realize that. Yeah, and when you talk about family, um, when I think about family, I think about safety, mm-hmm. a place that is safe, a place that is secure, a place of belonging, and you know when you t- talk about a place that is safe. Is a uh, place that you can be vulnerable. Yeah. You can be open and honest. You don't have to try and be what you're not. 
and it is safe enough for 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 you to be vulnerable knowing that you you will receive love or or healing in those areas that that need healing mm-hmm. i always think about when i think about vulnerability or i think about genuineness or openness i think about that that verse in uh, in john i think is in a is in um uh fast oh craig i have to stop this sorry well they can pick hey, it up hey trisha company 258 delta company 258 on facebook okay so so you are you already leaving see you six months so i won't see you in december okay delta company 258 i'll follow it on facebook okay bye love you Okay, bye. That's my daughter calling from from the from army, the, from the military. So, so that my answer. That's when I fun. saw it coming is like, Craig, I know we're talking about so this is all the grace thing. But and it's also family, right? So that was family. Like family gets to interrupt. Yeah, family interrupted. So it's like, wow, Craig. So that's my daughter. She's she yeah, she she's like, dad, uh this is my company. Uh follow us on facebook and you see that's that's the thing about grace family interrupts it's not it's not like this well done um uh like perfect thing no family is family it's messy it's not that not that talking to my daughter was messy but even just telling you hey craig wait i have to pick up this call that's yeah. really I think I think that that's the environment of grace that we are talking about. And you know, I think uh I think there's times in heaven where God might say, "Hey, hold it. I know I'm hearing this, but wait a second. Yeah. There's my daughter or my son. Yeah. I got to hear this, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me let me take let me take a moment. So yeah. I think uh, I think that uh that's what family, you know, and I think also like that kind of brings in honor, right? I mean, yeah. Um God God we need to honor God and I know like you and I have had a couple of conversations about this I really feel like uh the church in America um needs to honor God more and yeah. that's something yeah. that's big on my heart yeah and, and yeah. um and honoring yeah it's not only one thing it's not only worship or it's not only there there's so many facets to honoring right um and and um to me honoring god and and honoring his family is very very important um so i think that that's that's something that we really uh you know that's big on my heart uh to honor god and to lift up his name and to lift up what he is doing which is is his kingdom right and jesus yeah. taught us to pray in luke 11 to pray that his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and and in us right in us as it is in heaven yeah uh, and we need to uh i i just I, it's just a big thing for me so honor is is huge and and, oh, nice. yeah. and honoring each other uh giving the time you 
you took the time to honor Trisha there. Like you knew that yeah. you had a couple Craig, of seconds. Craig, on Craig the phone. I have a couple of seconds. <laughs> I only get these these phone calls like once. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how many weeks. So when I see them, yeah, I'm like I gotta talk to her because I might not talk to her again for another three months. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's the honoring thing to do, right? Like for me to let you to talk to your your daughter, absolutely. That's honor. You know? Yeah. And so so you honored me by letting me talk to her, and I think I honored you by saying, "Hey, Craig, could you just hold for a bit?" Yes, you and did. And then I, I honored her by 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 uh, talking to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's. But I think it comes from you quoted Luke eleven, the the, the Lord's prayer. Um, you know, Jesus taught us to to pray, you know, our Father who art in heaven. And then the next statement was, hallowed be your name. Mm. The, the honoring of God's name, the yes. acknowledgement of who he is, uh, acknowledging his authority over yes. our lives and submitting to that authority. I think that's the greatest honor. And when we submit to that authority or grow in submitting to that authority, I begin to see you as one who is also the king's the king's son or my father's son yeah and yeah. so i treat you that way and you treat me the same and i treat my daughter that way even though she's my daughter she is first his daughter yeah yeah she she the, the father the father in heaven is my father and her father and your father and the father of everyone who is in Jesus. So, so when we begin to see each other from that perspective, then we honor each other the way we treat one another. Right. And, and, and even all those who are created yeah. are created in the image of God. So yes. therefore, there's a dignity that we need to, and an honor that we need to honor them, yes. even with our story of how their father loves them. So they might not even know that their heavenly father loves them. Yeah. But it's, we are honoring them by, by telling them we are honoring that, them. Yeah. That, that daddy loves you. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that passage in Romans, uh, is it Romans 5, 8? God demonstrates his love for us in that while we're yet sinners, mm -hmm. Christ died. Christ did not die for people who are perfect, who are waiting for him to die for them. Yeah. You know, like you said, uh, I didn't even care that Jesus had died. It was just a story. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and someone honored me by coming to tell me that, man, that's Jesus dying. It's not just a story. It's some historical event that happened many, many years ago. It's, it's, it's God showing his love to you, Noel. Yeah. God, I want you to know that God loves you that you matter to him and that we all matter to him. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that God brings us all different ways, right? And, and, yeah. and the ways he brings us are actually honoring to us yes. because he knows us so well yes. that he interweaves stories. And for me, you know, I watched my mom and my brother get saved and I watched them change. Yeah. And there was years, and of course I was going to church because I was still in my mom's, in my parents' house, and yeah, I was yeah. doing all those things, and I was getting 
uh, sermons and all these things and going to youth group. But it really, for me, in the end, when I made my decision, it was because I saw my brother and my mother change drastically. Wow. And so that was, and then the fact that he healed my leg yeah. years prior, when I didn't give a toot about Jesus, he decided to heal me and um, no strings attached. There was four years that went by that I didn't care. It was uh, a miraculous, that, that, that story of your leg, I know you've told me that before, but is that it's, it's every time I hear it, it gives me the chills. Like, yeah. wow. Could you just, uh, I mean, I wouldn't get tired of hearing that story because it's just, I, and I don't, I don't mind whether it's the long version or the short version, but all I know is that God touched this kid who had gone to church and spoke to this kid very directly, yeah. uh, telling him that you've been healed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah I, I, all right. I'll make the short version. Yeah, uh, but you I, can't I, even I, share the long version because yeah. I mean the short and the long version is just like, <laughs> wow! Like God, God honors us and He loves us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah so at age eleven, I broke my femur, uh, which when I had a huge tumor in my leg, which ate my femur, which is the yeah. biggest bone in your body away. And long and short of it was, I was in traction for a long time, could not be, could not walk on it. Uh, and then needed an operation. And when they operated, they could not take the whole thing. Uh, they rebuilt my leg with um, bone chips, my yeah. femur, and, uh, but they left three little dots of that tumor in there because they're on the growing tip of my leg. And um, so, yeah, so for, fast forward uh, till age 15, I was running cross country and uh, in high school, uh, my dad wouldn't let me play any contact sports. So running yeah. was running was acceptable. So I was doing that, and um, my knee started bothering me. Meanwhile, I had been going to the doctor uh, first every three months, then every six months, uh, and I was at a six month time uh, when I went, and the doctor took another X ray, as his custom was. And he said, they're growing. And um, he asked me to stop running. He wanted to see if my stopping running would stop them from would growing. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Just, he, he was experimenting. Um, yeah, so uh, little did I have known at that point that uh, from the beginning, they were talking about cutting off my leg and my mother being a praying mom because she was saved and she was praying for my leg. And she knew that that would probably devastate me because I was always on the move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was praying. Yeah. So I did the difficult thing and said I would stop running at that point. Um, and then uh, a very crazy thing happened. About a month later uh, at church, there was a, um, there was going to be a healing person coming through. A healing uh, person. Yeah, I, and and I'm and my mom was like kept talking to me. You gotta come. Uh, there's gonna be a special service on Saturday night, and I was yeah, 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 yeah. You know, 15, of course, you're a teenager. You're like, 15, you know, yeah. like okay, mom. Like I really don't want to go there on Saturday night, but yeah. okay, I'm going. So, but that day I woke up with a very very sore throat, and I used to take 
sucrets to that was kind of my weakness i, I would have sore throats you know so i took sucrets yeah and uh i never told my mother that i was having a sore throat um and um little i never had this happen before but the sucrets were making my stomach upset and i kind of experimented during the day stopped taking the sucrets and my stomach felt better and then uh but my throat would start hurting so i took the sucrets and I went back and forth. So I had determined in my mind that the secrets were bothering my stomach, which was odd for me. Yeah. And uh, so my mom drags me to the service with everybody in the family, of course. And I'm sitting in the back of the church with my my buddies. And they'd had a worship time. And the, and the guy gets up and I thought he was going to preach. He says, I'm just going to pray for people right now. Uh -huh. And uh, the first thing he says was, there's someone here with a sore throat and the medicine you're taking is making your stomach upset. No, no way. And yeah, I, that's, a, that's the part that usually gets me. It's like, how did he know? How did he know that? Right? Yeah. Right. Now I know that the Holy Spirit is very, very smart. And I think, God, very smart. I, I think God even gave me the sore throat. I'm going to go as far as that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's going farther. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so like sheepishly, my hand goes up. My eyes are questioning. I'm like, so here's a 15-year-old in a church hearing this guy say there's someone here with a sore, sore throat and the medicine you're taking is causing you to have an upset stomach. Right. So and then, and then you you lifted up your hands. You're a 15-year-old. You don't lift up your hands in church. like. No, no. And uh, I was like, God was speaking to me and I knew it. I was like, whoa. And I knew I never told my mother. I didn't tell anybody. That so, she had a sore throat and, uh, and an upset stomach. Yeah. So then I go up, he calls me up and then he prays a very strange prayer. Huh. Put his hand on the top of my head, ask God to heal me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. Or bottom yeah. of my feet, maybe. Yeah. Toes, feet, anyway, they're both down there. Yeah. And I didn't feel anything. I didn't, you know, nothing, you know, seemed to happen. And um, I said, thank you. And I went back to my seat. The next morning, I woke up with a sore throat. And an upset and, stomach. Well, no, just a sore throat. Just a sore throat. <laughs> and, I, and I went like, that didn't yeah, work. It, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I went on with, with life. Um, uh, two months later, I went back to the doctor. Uh, he sent me down for x-rays, as he always did. And uh, this was the hospital special surgery in New York. So it was like I was on like the 25th floor. You know, yeah. He was always sending me down and he's talking to my parents. I didn't know what was happening. That was the reason he was sending you down yeah. so that you could talk to your parents. So I would get the x-rays and wait for them. And then I would bring them back up. I was, I was the errand boy. Yeah, yeah. And I brought the x-rays back up. And he said, are these your x-rays? And I said, yeah, they're my x-rays. Yeah. And he said, the tumors are gone. Wow. So three months prior, they were getting enlarged. He had like 20 some odd x-rays of these tumors. Uh, he said, the tumors are gone. Uh, my mother jumped with joy, yes. screaming, he, you know, that he was healed, he was healed. 
The doctor said it was definitely a miracle. They were there, he, nothing he did. Uh, and certainly stopping running was not gonna make them go away. Yeah. They were there for, well, they were there for all four years that we knew of. And obviously they were there before that when it was a gigantic tumor. And um, I've, uh, I've had a leg ever since. I've, I've worked on my feet for years. Uh, I still run. I continued to run cross country. Run. The tumors are gone. That's yeah. what he told you. And at that time, you are not even uh, a believer, as we, we yeah. can describe a believer. I was not a believer, and it was not until four years later when so God gave you a heart to me. Jesus. Yeah, with with really the fact that how much my mom and my brother had changed, and then kind of came also the fact that. God healed me too, and I realized that. It was like that was when I really broke and 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 accepted Jesus into my life. For me, that's grace. Yeah. That's grace. And I see grace, I see honor, I see God reaching out to you and healing you. Yeah. And I see honor in God, um, you know, uh God touching you and using your mom, using that doctor, uh, the, the the preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never saw him again. You never saw him again. And, and that brings, brings us even to, you know, to the, the third word, service. Yeah. This preacher, he was just serving the Lord. That's it. That, I mean, it's like, I got to go and serve God by loving God's people. So he, I think, this is what I think. I think he came to your church and he sensed that God was asking him to, to, to pray for someone. Yeah. And he obeyed and he prayed for you. Uh, he, and God used him. I think that's what service is. Your mom was serving by praying. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, you can see how all of this, 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 the three words are so interrelated and intertwined. And, you know, there isn't uh, like, uh, you know, now this is grace. So now this is, this is yeah. honor. Now this is service. It's just, yeah. Man, I can't get over that story. It's just the power of God, the yeah. love of God, the, yeah. And, and those miracles still happen today, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously uh, that has been my story. And, you know, I've run into many people that said that they don't believe in God. And when they say that, I say, well, let me tell you my story. And uh. There's, it's hard to argue with that. And it's not no. that I'm looking for an argument or I'm looking to prove anything. I just said, this is what this happened, happened to me. This is, this this my happened experience. To me. And, um, and God has touched me in this way. And he's touched me in a lot of other ways. But this way is a you know, very tangible, very, um, uh, it, it touches people. And, yeah. and, and, and um, so... I think that that's what God, you know, is calling us to do is, is to be his witnesses. And only we don't need to make up anything. We just no. need to tell them. We just need to tell them what God has done for us. And, yeah. And, and anybody's story is their story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Your story. Your story is your story. Yeah. And it's a story of God's grace in your life. It's a story of God's love in your life. It's a story that brings in this, this preacher who God used uh, as his servant yeah. uh, is a story of your mom's faith. And 
and these are the kinds of things that you know I, I want to see this happen at at Bridgepoint, where you see all these these pieces coming together, and a 15 year old, a 20 year old, a 30 year old, a 65 year old, they experience God in a, such a real way. Yeah. And I think I think for us, um, we have to create room. Uh, I don't even know whether that's possible. How can you even create room for God? But I'm just like, I want to, I think saying create room for God is like, Lord, we want to be ready. We want to be, uh, our hearts are so open for you to do what you want to do. Yeah. This is your church. You know, it's not Pastor Noel or Craig Rice or whoever. We just, Lord, you're, you're the pastor of this church. Yeah. So, so we are here as your servants. Use us if you want us to pray for a 15-year-old to receive his healing, that his leg will not be cut off. We're going to do that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think making room for God is kind of a, a way of saying get us getting out of the way. Yeah, and, yeah. And just, and just obeying when he tells us to do something. Yeah. As simple or as hard as it might seem, whatever yeah. you feel that he's asking you to do, to do it. I and, really like uh, that phrase, get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think God, no matter what, wants to extend grace yeah. because his family is a family of grace. And his yeah. family is a family of honor. And yeah. his family is a family of service. Jesus said that he came to serve. Yeah, he came to serve. He used to say, yeah, he came not to be served, but to serve right. and to give his life as a ransom for many, right? He said right. that. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, we can talk about this all day, and I think we'll be continuing to have these conversations because uh, uh, I'm praying that somehow the, your story and, and what God is doing at Bridgepoint is going to touch someone. I want to see uh, figuratively more legs healed, more diseases healed, people's lives changed. Mm, yeah. You know, just, just a, a real encounter with Jesus, however big or small, uh, but an encounter with Jesus. That's, that's what we like to see. And uh, so we want to be, you know, get out of the way and see God's grace. Yes. God honored and God, God served, whatever it is, it's grace on our service, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that happening and it's going to happen in many, many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, don't you. forget. Don't forget. I mean, don't forget to pick up the call when your daughter calls you. All right. <laughs> it's, we are family. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah. Pick up those calls. Pick up those calls. And you, you have you have you have daughters, you have a son, you have grandbabies. So you have a yeah. lot of phone calls coming your way. Yeah. I had a FaceTime grandkid call the other morning. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it was okay. They were interrupting what I was doing early in the morning and I was glad to take the call. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's what Grace is about. It's okay. Yep. All right. So talk to you later. All right. See you. Okay. Bye.